Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your week? Man, it was pretty good, uh, other than, you know, freezing to death. Well, yeah, you know, there's that whole freezing to death thing. We got it better than Texas. I was about to say, we're not Texas, so that's a yeah, plus. Definitely a plus there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, that, just got a little bit chilly for a little while. And then, you know, we had Valentine's Day Sunday. I tried to burn down my house. Um, yeah, you know, like you do. Like <laughs> yeah, you do. You know, I had to do something. Had to, had to make it exciting. You had to you had to give that first Valentine's impression, right? That's right. That's very right. Very important. Very important. <laughs> what are we drinking today, Jason? So we're going to finish off this bottle of Ardbeg. Okay. Which is an Isla Scotch. We've drank it, I think, a couple a times. Delicious Isla Scotch. Uh, super smoky. Super delicious. Yeah. yeah. Bottle was almost empty. Said, hey, let's go ahead and finish this one. That way I can go ahead and get something else and not feel bad. Yeah. About replacing it. Yeah. Once so the cabinets get with. full, you know, it gets yeah. tough. So that's what we're going with this week. All right. Should we just dive right into uh, what we're uh, going to talk about this week? Yeah. Um, I mean, let's hit let, let's hit our results. Hit right? the results. So, Sunday, we had not only Valentine's Day, it was Vengeance Day. Takeover okay. Vengeance Day. And at Takeover Vengeance Day, we saw the finals of the Women's Dusty Roads Classic, uh, which was... Um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, which Dakota Kai and Gonzalez won. We then um, got a North American Championship match between Kushida and Johnny Gargano, in which um, Gargano won. Uh, we got the final for the Men's Dusty Road Classic. We had MSK versus the Grizzled Young Veterans, and MSK got the win. I was actually not sure about this one who was going to win. Then we had the triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mercedes Martinez, Io Shirai, and Tony Storm. And Shirai beat both of them to retain. And then we had the NXT Championship match, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. And what a match that was. Uh, Balor did beat Dunne to retain, and then there were some after-match shenanigans, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um... Then Monday on Raw, we kicked off with a Miss TV segment, moved into a six-man tag match of Riddle and Lucha House Party versus the Hurt Business, in which Riddle and Lucha House Party won. Um, Bad Bunny won the 24-7 title. Uh, we had Charlotte and Asuka versus Lacey and Peyton, which ended up in a no contest uh, with something that uh, we need to talk about as well. Absolutely. Uh, we had Kofi versus The Miz. This started the uh, gauntlet match, I believe, mm. or the gauntlet setup. Uh, Kofi versus yes. The Miz. Kofi won. Um, that was the first match of the night. We then moved to Lana versus Shayna Baszler, where Shayna Baszler beat Lana. No, I'm sorry, the Kofi Miz match wasn't part of the. the no, gauntlet. it was. It was not part of the. Uh, it was not part of the gauntlet. It was but to it determine set up somebody to get in. Since Miz. Well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Uh, Shayna beat Lana. Then we had our gauntlet match where uh, AJ Styles beat Kofi. 
as the first one, I believe. Then uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, yeah, the, the gauntlet match was determined the order of uh, who was going to – the winner of the gauntlet match was going to be the was last was going to be the last in. one. Yeah. So we had Kofi lose to AJ, then Drew McIntyre beat AJ, then Drew McIntyre beat Jeff Hardy, then Drew McIntyre beat Randy Orton, and then uh, Sheamus beat Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So Sheamus ended up as the – the, the final man in the pod. Yep. And that was Raw. Moving over to NXT, uh, Kyle O'Reilly cut a promo um, based on what happened at the end of TakeOver. Uh, we then had um, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, which uh, Ember and Shotzi won. Leon Ruff versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, where Leon Ruff wins. Poor Swerve. He just can't seem to get a win. You can't. Uh, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Hey, I got their names right this time. Uh, versus Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. God, there's a lot of K's in that sentence. <laughs> uh, Carter and Catanzaro won. Um, we got the presentations of the uh, Dusty Trophy, and we've got to talk about that because that was an amazing segment. Um, and then we had uh, Kashida versus Tyler Rust. Tyler Rust won, or I'm sorry, Kushida won. <laughs> uh, we got the debut of some new talent, Zoe Stark. So, of course, she won her match. And then um, we had a six-man tag, Finn Balor, Roderick Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan, and Birch, in which the heels win. Uh, moving over to AEW, we kicked off with Hangman Page and Matt Hardy versus the TH2. Where Paige and Hardy won, and then there's a little thing that we need to talk about at the end of that. Uh, we started the Women's World Title Eliminators uh, this week. Well, last week, maybe. Mm-hmm. This was the first match of it here. We had Rio versus Serena Deeb, in which Rio won. Uh, Orange Cassidy beat Luther. Uh, we had a Sting promo with him and Team Taz. Then we had the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz, which the Young Bucks won. We had uh, Matt and Mike Seidel versus FTR, where FTR won. Side note, I didn't know there was another Seidel out there. I didn't either. (laughs) Uh, Then we had a six-man match of Moxley, Ray Phoenix, and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade, where Moxley, Archer, and Phoenix won. All right. Uh, SmackDown. Um... We had Roman whispering sweet nothing into Edge's ears. Um, We had Apollo Crews versus Shinsuke Nakamura, in which Shinsuke won. Seth cut a promo. We had uh, Riot Squad versus Tamina and Natalya, in which Tamina and Natalya win. There was a uh, ding-dong hello segment. Then uh, that led to Aenea Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Bayley versus Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and Reginald, uh, in which... um, the good guys won that one. Actually, Reginald got the pin. Mm-hmm. Um, so weird. <laughs> right? Um, we had Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Otis and Chad Gable, um, where Otis got DQ'd. And then Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, and Baron Corbin. And the faces won that match. So, let's start off with AEW this week. Okay. Kind of as a and get that out of the way because a lot of WWE this week kind of ties in together. And yeah, to, we're going to start talking about one thing and it's going to lead to another one, lead to another one, lead to another. Yeah. One. So yeah. 
the big thing, the first big thing, could we be seeing a reconciliation between uh, the Dark Order and Hangman? I I think so. Because, so we have this Matt Hardy-Hangman page match, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, Matt Hardy the past couple of weeks has been friends with Hangman. Uh, Last week, Hangman was drunk off his butt in a bar that Matt Hardy had paid for his, said he was going to pay for his tab. Yeah. Matt got him to sign some paperwork, and uh, we find out that it was the same deal that Matt Hardy gave Private Party, the whole, you know, 30% of your earnings, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, well, we have our match here. Matt and Hangman win. And uh, after the match, Hangman gets a mic. And he says, you know, Matt, you know, I, I saw saw all the, the contract stuff that was done and everything. And Matt immediately, oh, yeah, 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 it was completely legal. You signed it. It's already going to the lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And Hangman goes, yeah, I know. And, I, and I'm glad because, uh, you know, I, I, did you bother to read the contract that I gave you? And Matt's like, what do you mean? And Hangman says, well, you know, I, I remember you trying to get me to sign some stuff in the bar the other day when I was drunk, but, man, I'm always drunk, so I know what I'm doing. And some friends of me, mine always told me to keep an extra set of rolled-up papers in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, good good Dark Order reference. Yeah. So the contract that got sent up was that there was going to be a match between Matt Hardy and uh, Hangman at Revolution. Mm-hmm. And if Hardy loses... His entire first quarter earnings go to Hangman. Well, Hardy, of course, loses his mind. That's not fair. Uh, you know, but it's legal. Hey, uh, Hangman had called down a legal advisor, which was the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. Yeah, sure. Um, well, he, so he got the legal advisors at Jacksonville Jaguars. To look over and, the contract. The, yeah, they, they sent out the mascot because you know we got to promote this tie-in right. of the con zoning everything. So. Uh, Hardy convinces Hangman to put up the same thing for the match because Matt's comment was, you know, it's not fair that if I lose this happens, what if I win? And Hangman was like, all right, whatever. We can do that. Yeah. And uh, then the mascot attacks him and you see, oh, it was, uh, was it? It's one of the. It was either Quinn or uh, Mark Quinn or Isaiah. I think it was Isaiah. I think it was Isaiah. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um. So I'm they horrible start, with names, people. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm horrible. So they with start names. attacking Hangman. Uh, Hybrid Two starts attacking Paint Hangman. Hardy's attacking Hangman, and then you see Negative One come running out of the the tunnel and start like doing the hand motion of you know, come on, let's go. And all of Dark Order empties out, clears the ring. Uh, and at the end of it, you see Dark Order standing there, Hangman standing on the other side, and he kind of he doesn't have any. He 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 kind of toasts him with the microphone. And gets out of the ring and yeah. goes away. Well, I don't think there's, I don't think there's ever been any real heat between Dark Order and Hangman. There they, hadn't been. They wanted him to join. He turned him down. the The biggest and, heat, really, I guess, is they were listening when him and Matt Hardy were talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially after Hangman's comment was the reason he turned him down was he didn't want to be in a group. He wanted to be by himself for a while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's kind of teaming up with Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, but that was so, more Matt, you know, manipulating things. Right. Um, I asked you this the other day, but I found it funny, so I'm going to ask it here again. Do you think Matt Hardy's dropped the whole broken gimmick because he's tired of having to dye just part of his hair? It very well could be. <laughs> 
So, yeah, because Matt's gone full black hair now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, another part in, in AEW that I want to touch on was the Sting thing. Sting taking a bump? Yeah, Sting took a bump. Sting, he took, Sting a, took a power bomb. He took a, and he looked good doing yeah. it, too. Like, that was a 60-year-old man who knows what he's doing and has mm-hmm. taken power bombs from the best people. And and props to Brian Cage, too. Yeah. Because the way he did, he didn't let go of Sting until Sting was touching the mat. Like, yeah. he had Sting the whole way down type thing. Yeah. Um, The, the... The segment itself was kind of, nah. yeah. um, you know, of course, Sting comes out with the bat, and Taz is like, you know, only reason you're, you're, you know, we're not beating your ass right now is because you got the bat, blah, blah, blah. So, good being dumb throws the bat away. Which, Sting uh, has never been dumb. Yeah. At least that I th- not that I remember. So. And so, him throwing the bat away, it's like, dude. Which, dude, I mean, no. as, as soon as he tosses the bat away, of course, uh, Hook picks up the bat and uses it to choke Sting, and and then we get a Sting beatdown. Um, no one comes out to rescue Sting. Yeah. Uh, which I found kind of weird, considering, you know, yeah, there's there's not really anybody else in this feud except Darby, and Darby was taken care of last week. Um, but none of the good guys came out to help Sting. None of the, none of the brass, none of the elite. Well... Uh, You've got Kenny, who is full on heel. Kenny's a full on heel. The Bucks are the Bucks are kind of in between at the moment. I think they're going to say faces, maybe, but it could be that this all just ends up being a big yeah. ploy between the Bucks and and the Good Brothers, which is honestly maybe the more you, interesting story that they could tell. You would have thought Cody might would have come out though. I mean, since Co- he's kind of set himself up as the face of the company. Yeah, but but Cody had already been out there to announce the sex of his child. Which they're him and Brandy are having a little girl. Yeah, congratulations to him. I, I you know yeah. I don't know why you had to take up thirty seconds of my TV or two minutes really of the TV to do it, mm-hmm. but you know, hey, congratulations. Uh, we we did have the the Young Bucks versus Santana Ortiz for the titles, which was I'm calling it match of the match of the week until the end. This okay. match was amazingly good to end on a roll-up. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was terrible. Well, I mean, Santana and Ortiz are just amazing at, at a tag team. There, there's a reason that they are the tag team that they are. Yep. But AEW is not really using them correctly. No. They, they've they got to, and I think that we're seeing the the disillusion of the inner circle. Yeah. Like, but they've got to break out of the inner circle. They've got to go their own way. They've got to go on a tear through the tag team. And then they need to pick up the belts. Like you see the ending here. They lose from a a little roll, a small package roll up type thing. Inner circle comes down, starts beating up the bucks. This was only to further put that, that weird divide between yeah. the Bucks and Kenny and the Elite and all that kind of stuff, because you cut to the back and Kenny and Callis and the Good Brothers are watching on a monitor. They're watching the Bucks get beat down. Kenny's like, circle. "We gotta go, we gotta and go." Kenny's like, "We gotta go, we gotta go." And the Good Brothers are like, "Yeah, we gotta go take care of it. We gotta go do this." And nobody's moving. Well, Kenny's trying to go. Don Callis holds him back mm-hmm. and says, let, "Let the let the Good Brothers handle it." 
whispers something into one of their ears. I don't remember which one. Um, and they just kind of mosey on out. And there's yeah. no other word other than mosey. Yeah. I mean, uh, Brandon Cutler comes out to try to break it up and gets just flattened yeah. by Hager. Um, yeah, it just, I don't, as much as I liked the Good Brothers, I cannot stand them now. I cannot stand them as characters on, in the in wrestling on Dynamite yeah. on Impact. I cannot stand their segments on BTE. I don't want them on my television anymore. And it's it's not a oh we hate you because you're the bad guy heat. It's a this is Michael, I don't want to see this you. is Michael Cole heat. Yeah, this is what used to be called X Pac heat. Yeah, I don't want to see Gallows and Anderson on any screen. Yeah, period. Now. They could go away for six months. Yep. Come back, refresh their characters a little bit, stop being this. Well, they're being a, as odd as it is to say, a more in-your-face versions of Chad Too Bad and Sex Ferguson yeah. from South Paul Wrestling. And that it only works in South Paul because it's, Making fun of these tropes. Yeah. It worked in Southpaw. They were making fun of it. And uh, and from everything that I've seen and read, like, those two guys were part of the drive to get Southpaw going. South, if you haven't done it, go watch the two seasons of Southpaw yeah, Wrestling. It's amazing. It is phenomenal. All right? <laughs> AJ Styles reference. Right. <laughs> Who's a car salesman. Yeah. Um, It's great. You know, go watch it. Um, It is... The, the the lampooning of late 70s, early 80s wrestling is just spot on. Oh, it, it, it's perfect. It, like uh, These characters are their, basically their characters that are trying to operate around the modern wrestling sensibility. It doesn't work for me, and it's making me hate them. And it's driving what should be a really cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's making me not care at all. Well, you and I were talking a few weeks ago about how cool is it that we have one major wrestling promotion mm-hmm. with AEW working with another major wrestling promotion with Impact. What looks like working with another major wrestling promotion in New Japan. Uh, working with another major wrestling promotion in NWA. Yeah. You know, you've got all these these wrestling promotions that are working together, which WWE's never done. No. Well, no, they, cr- they, scratch they, that, scratch they've that. done some I don't stuff here never. There. They did some stuff with New Japan. They did some stuff with uh, Japan Pro back yeah. years and years and years ago. Um, which, that was kind of cool, but it was always, they did it with the Japan stuff in Japan. Yeah. You know, you had, it was a way for them to get a Japanese audience. Exactly. You didn't really. It didn't really cross over too much into the U.S. We're seeing this. Like we saw Moxley come to the ring with the IWGP U.S. title. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We saw uh, uh, Kenta. Wait, sorry, Kenta yeah. come out to the ring. Say it right. <laughs> with the briefcase. That's kind of cool. You know, we've seen Serena. We saw Thunder Rosa. They came to they come to the ring with the NWA title. Kenny's defended his um his AAA uh yeah. title 
um, or I forget if it's Triple A or CMLL, I think it was but, AAA um, versus Ray Phoenix. Yeah, we're, he's defended uh, that several times. That's really cool to me. The fact that they're able to do this and that they're able to make this stuff happen is amazing. The fact that the only crossover I'm really seeing on Impact is Kenny Omega. Wait, there's also the Hardys private party thing. Yeah, I'm not worried about but that because that, that was, that's not even a, a blip on AEW. Like that's all happening on impact with barely a mention of it yeah. in AEW. It would have been cool to see what they were going to do with, with uh, Sammy. Yeah. Uh, granted, Which, uh, I, I don't know what the storyline was. I've seen some people saying that it was a really trash storyline and Sammy was probably better off not doing it. Um, I've seen, you know, that impact kind of pulled the plug on it because Sammy didn't want to show up, you know, Hey, you yeah. need to be here the night before. And he was like, now I'll be there the day y'all do the tapings. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the only people that really know what's happening right now is impact management, AEW management and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal is there. I, I really liked the idea that they were going with, and I think we talked about it yeah. in the whole. We talked about know, it before it even sounded like it was going to come up. We said, hey, Sammy needs to go do this. Sammy needs to. Sammy, and then here it comes that it was set up for him know, to do. He left Dynamite. He says, I need some time off from this place. He should have shown up on Impact and be there for a while, which is what we talked about. It's apparently what was going to happen. And then it all kind of fell apart. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. So, um. There's not much left to really talk about uh, here other than, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's really it. I don't remember. It right down to it. Yeah, there wasn't really anything else to, to mention uh, as far as AEW goes. Now, let's start the week off with NXT TakeOver. Okay. We'll just kind of go from there, yeah. and, and that'll lead to other things. First off. As the way walked out to the ring. This was so good. <laughs> as the way walked out to the ring, somebody got kidnapped. Yeah. Austin well, Theory. Yeah. Austin Theory got straight up like, kidnapped. They're walking down the concourse, heading out towards the ring. And all of a sudden, you just see Dexter Loomis materialize, basically, behind Theory Put a rag over his face and pull him back into it like a, a hallway. Yeah. They get out to the ramp and everybody's like, where's Austin? Did anybody see what happened to him? The women run back to the back to see what's yeah, going on. try to find him. Gargano goes out and, and does does the match. and Which, Gargano wins. Um, it was a great match. It was a great match. I wanted uh, uh, Kushida. Uh, Kushida to win, Yeah, honestly. But... I made the comment several weeks ago about Gargano and, you know, he went from this wrestling powerhouse, you know, good guy to can't win a match without somebody helping him. Well, his last two matches, he hasn't had anybody help him. Yeah. You know, he's he's won them clean. Maybe WWE's catching a, on to yeah. if you want to have a, a heel champion – Mm-hmm. Which WWE prefers a heel champion most yeah. of the time. The story's the, the better story's in the chase. for a chase. Yeah. The story's in the in the chase. But you have to give me a heel that I think is a threat. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I'm looking at how incompetent your management is. Exactly. That 
you don't just put a stipulation. Oh, if you cheat to win, whether or not the ref sees it, you lose. Yeah. I like that always drives me insane. And I get it. It's a storyline. I get it. It's, it's all predetermined and all this, but like as a fan and I'm sitting there and I see this, these people cheat over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And there's never, and any... there's never anything addressed by management. And well, I've talked about management, not showing up after all the beat downs and the, mm-hmm. the lunatics running the asylum and all that. Give me a reason to think that there's actually an order to this place. Well, you and I have talked about that wrestling doesn't exist in the world where wrestling exists. Yeah. You know, in, in any sane world, okay, I watch this match and Austin Theory and The Way get involved. Okay, next week Gargano has a match and The Way gets involved. The next week Gargano has a match and The Way gets involved. Yeah. If you're regal, you have to say your last three matches you haven't won by yourself. Yeah. You know, you have won with the help of the way. You've won with help. Um, if anybody gets involved in your match tonight, anybody, you will lose the North American title. Yeah. Is that clear? You know? Um, so then you put it on Gargano. Now, now not only does he have to worry about, you know, the way can't get involved because if they do, you know, and have Regal say something, I'll be watching. Yeah. You know, I'm going to sit back here in the office and watch on the screen, and if somebody gets involved, I'm going to walk out on the ramp and stop the match right then. Or have William Regal, who's an excellent promo, he's an excellent talker, have him come sit down on commentary. Yeah, and and he has the uh, he's the authority figure on NXT. So, I would think, I mean, it happens all the time where they restart matches, they do this, they do this, yeah. they do this. Regal should be able to just immediately take a microphone and say, uh, referee, please call for the bell. Yeah. And, you know, you have everybody like, well, stop, the match, stop the match, stop, stop the match, stop the match, stop the match, stop the match. And the referee, you know, kind of, okay, boss, you know, and calls yeah. for the bell. And you have Gargano, like, looking smug, like, okay, he stopped the match. And then have Regal say, uh, by my decision, seeing what just happened, I pronounced the winner, Kushida. Here's your winner and new NXT and North new, American champion, yeah. Kushida. And then, oh, and then you, you have, have Gargano, Gargano just throwing his fit. mind and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you could tell a really good story there. You yep. could tell the story of now the way isn't going to get involved to help Gargano, but because of the way Gargano thinks, Kushida's bound to have somebody that's going to come in and try to ruin this for me, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's talked to Dexter Loomis. Maybe he's talked to Ciampa. All of these enemies that Gargano has made. Yeah. You know, now the way is having to try to find them and keep them out of it because... What kind of, you know, have Ciampa come down to the ring. Yeah. Ciampa gets involved on Kushida's behalf. By the rules, the ref calls the match. Kushida's the winner. And and Ciampa just looks at Gargano and does the little wave and walks off, you know. Yeah. And then cuts a promo later in the night like, you know, I said it was all over between me and Johnny, and and it really was. But I couldn't pass this opportunity opportunity up, you know. It's been a while. We can have Ciampa and Gargano get back yeah, into something. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're coming up t- close to a year. Yeah. I think, it, what was it, May or, or yeah, somewhere September? Some, you know, not September, but May or, you know, August. Uh, I don't know. It was May, like June, May, June, July, somewhere, somewhere there. Somewhere there. So we're coming up to a year. The other part of Sunday that I want to talk about. Following the Finn Balor-Pete Dunn match. Of course, after the match, yep. Oni Lorcan and uh, Birch 
hit and attack on Balor. Mm-hmm. Undisputed Era hits the ring. Yep. Kyle O'Reilly assures Balor that, hey, we're cool. We, mm-hmm. you know, we got you. We, we got you. Adam Cole super kicks Finn Balor. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Undisputed Era's heels again. Great. It works. Whatever. Right. I, I was I was really enjoying them as faces, but hey, they sure. they they work as heels. O'Reilly and then, goes. O'Reilly starts chewing out Cole. Yeah. I just told him we were cool. This was going to be all right. What, what, what are, are you doing? doing? What are you doing? And then he eats a super kick from yep. Adam Cole. And, and Roderick's just in like shock. Like he's standing uh, like, "What the hell happened?" Uh, uh, yeah. Which this leads to something on NXT Wednesday night where. Uh, we forgot, you know, normally on our podcast, when someone dies, we talk about it at the top of the show. Yeah. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly may be dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're waiting on for confirmation before we talk about it, but. The, uh, so uh, on Wednesday night. Wednesday night, I opened the show. Remember, we, I, I mentioned yeah. earlier that Kyle O'Reilly cut a promo mm-hmm. and he basically is calling out Adam. Dude, you're my brother. What is going on? Come out here. Roderick Strong comes out and mm-hmm. says, you know what he's thinking, blah, blah, blah. And Kyle basically tells Roderick, don't you dare step in this ring with me right now. Yep. Like, he is hot. Segments go by, blah, blah, blah. Finn Balor comes out and, and addresses them, and, and then they get attacked. Mm-hmm. They show Roddy and Kyle arguing in the parking lot, and that leads us to our final match of the night, that trip, uh, the six-man tag. During the six-man tag, the ref gets knocked down. Several times. <laughs> Here comes Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. And he brainbusters Kyle O'Reilly onto the steel steps. Yeah. Now, I will tell you because I've watched this several times now. I've seen it multiple mm-hmm. times. Adam Cole took a hit more than... Yeah. Because Adam Cole hit the corner... Like, his and, back was bent over the corner of the steps. And Adam Cole comes up, like, holding his back and, like, <laughs> wincing. Oh, yeah. He, this this hurt. This hurt. I, and, but Kyle O'Reilly sold. Oh, God, the way he sold it. He's laying there in what looked like the most uncomfortable position that I've ever seen. Twitching. Yeah. No, they he actually had to address it because a fan took a yeah. picture and posted it and talked about how he, he was, was really stretchered out. After stretchered the, out. He had to address it and say, guys, I'm fine. I'm fine. It, the yeah. the betrayal hurts worse than anything else. Yeah. Like, it was, he sold it. Because there's a spot in the match there where, while the ref is down, uh, I can't, was it Cole? It was either Cole or Dunn. I can't remember. One of them had the belt, and they were going to hit Finn Balor with it. O'Reilly stopped them. Yeah. But O'Reilly had the belt in his hand, and he went to go like touch. No, Finn that was Balor. Roddy. Roddy, Roddy, Roddy got the Roddy. belt. Roddy yeah. had the belt. He went to go touch Finn and say, "Hey, and man, Finn I'm did back a, here." And Finn did a Pele. Did a Pele without even looking. As soon as yeah. he saw what happened, he was like, "Oh shit!" But yeah. you know that took out Roddy, mm-hmm. set up everything else happening. Adam Cole, I think, super kicked Finn. Yeah, which led to Pete Dunn getting the pin, hitting him with the um, end of heart. Uh, Whatever his thing is. I can't remember the name of I it. I always want to call it like the end of heartache because just, that's what Roderick Strong and him used as their their tag team finisher what, yeah. three years ago now. Yeah. Uh, the bitter is, end. Bitter, bitter end. end, yeah. 
he hits him with the bitter end, one, two, three. You know, Pete Dunne has pinned the NXT champion. And speaking of Pete Dunne, Walter just broke his record uh, this week for holding the NXT UK title. Now, props for Pete for having it for so long, but mm-hmm. most of that, there was not an NXT UK. Sure. There were, well, there were, It was. It, there have been three NXT UK champions. Yeah. Since the belt debuted. Tyler Bate, who lost it to Pete Dunne, mm-hmm. who lost it to Walter. Yeah. Do you think Walter would still have the belt if the pandemic didn't happen? I think maybe. Um, it almost feels like they're trying to build the the UK title more like the old school WWF title mm-hmm. back in like the San Martino Hogan days when it was you'd have people that held it for four it years, it for eight like, years, right for like two three years before. You know, somebody lost it finally at like a WrestleMania, and so it was a, oh my God, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Now, the other part of NXT that I want to talk about was the presentation of the Dusty Rhodes trophy to both teams. (laughs) Uh, So they brought out MSK first, then Beth is out there. She invites out MSK. They do their do their stick. And then Beth asked them to join her in inviting out the women's. The the first ever NXT Dusty Classic women's winners. Out comes Dakota Kai. Out comes Raquel Gonzalez. And shortly thereafter, here come Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. The two group of women face off against each other. And you have MSK over in the corner with Beth Phoenix and popcorn. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, oh, oh. Like, it is the best popcorn gif I have seen since Big E in the New Day. <laughs> it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen but I now want to see Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez take the belts off of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. We also got to see (laughs) Nia Jax do just a god-awful Dusty impersonation. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody can do a Dusty impersonation, baby. Everybody. Except Nia Jax. Like, it was so bad. It, it really was. Like, I, I feel like, and, and people may hate on me for this, but it is what it is. Nia needs to be that I don't talk, I hurt people. Uh, not legit. I mean, she does that enough anyway. Yeah. Um type of wrestler. Mm-hmm. Shayna needs to do the talking mm-hmm. and Nia just needs to stand there and look imposing. Cause every time Nia tries to cut a promo for her whole WWE history. Yeah. It is awful. 
It is. I can't think of a single Nia promo that she has ever cut, whether she was a face or a heel, that was good. Not off the top of my head. I can't. And, and So, like, she, she either doesn't need to talk or she needs to go to some classes to learn to talk. Well, and, and she needs know, to do both, but... Here's the thing. They they should treat her like Awesome Kong did in her career. Awesome Kong didn't cut promos. Exactly. She came out, she beat the crap out of the woman, and then she went to the back. That was her promo. That's how you treat Nia Jax. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, Nia Jax is the perfect look. Yeah. Or, you know, the I'm not a monster hits. She walks down to the ring, lays somebody out, walk, leaves the ring. Never says a word. Just mm-hmm. lays them out. Hell, have her lay out Shayna. Yeah. And then she goes to the back, and you have the, the trope. Naya, Naya, why did you do that? And she just, like, sneers at the uh, whoever's trying to interview her. And, and walks away. Walks away. Have her do that for a while. Yeah. Have her get away from the Lana thing. Right? In fact, you want to tell a really cool story? Well, as cool as you can at least. Nia goes on this tear of being a monster and and wrecking people. And Lana is the one that finally takes pity on the beast and brings her back. And you bring back Nia as a face that way. Yeah. You know? Um, kind of like how the, the whole Killian Dane, Drake Maverick thing. Your, your definition of cool story and mine okay, are look. vastly different. Okay, look, not a cool story, but <laughs> something to do, all right? We have three hours of Raw. I know. This would be a story that could be told, it if is. nothing else, <laughs> because yeah, let's do something on Raw, all right? Speaking of something on Raw. Let's move over to Monday Night Raw. All right. Should we start with the big announcement? Uh, oh, yes, yes. Let's do that. <laughs> so, you mean, the, oh, wait, you mean the big announcement that everybody in the world took one way and then, but that's not the way we were supposed to take it? Apparently, yes. Okay. So, we have Charlotte in a match. Yes. Charlotte and Asuka in a tag match versus Peyton Royce. And um, Lacey Evans. Were they fighting Lacey? Because I thought Lacey came out afterwards. No, Lacey was on the on the ropes the whole time. That's right. She never she never got in the she match. She never got in the match. Um, the match goes to no contest. Uh, so Charlotte gets in, and Charlotte wants Charlotte just yelling. wants yeah. Lacey. Lacey. And Lacey refuses to tag in. Charlotte destroys Peyton. Yeah. Like, utterly destroys Peyton. Throws Peyton over into the corner and basically forces... Ref calls for the bell. Well, forces Lacey to tag in, I think. Was it? Yeah. I, I think... Yeah. I don't think Lacey was paying attention and, and mm-hmm. Peyton got thrown over there. Tag. And she dropped off. No, you're not You're not going to touch me. You're not going to get me. Mm-hmm. Poor Peyton Royce. Right. She just got... Like... She, she got just, beat to Helen back, and she's got drug into this. Yeah. So they go up the ramp, and Lacey's like, no, no, sweetheart, you ain't going to touch me. 
mm-hmm. you're nasty, whatever, right. you know. Whatever. You're not going to wrestle me because I'm pregnant. Yeah. And and Rick starts dancing around. No, Rick Rick turns and looks at really? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, whoo. Call me daddy. Call me daddy. Call me daddy. And, and just doing the Ric Flair doing thing. Ric Flair thing. Charlotte is standing in the ring with the most disgusted look on her face, which, valid. Yes. And actually, Lacey is pregnant. Her and her husband are expecting yes. their second kid. Congratulations, Congratulations. To, to Lacey. Now, can we talk about how lazy... They are when renaming the, uh, Lacey. The fact that her name is la- actually Macy. Macy Evans is yeah. her her you know birth name. Right. Macy Evans. Yeah. So they literally changed one, one letter, letter. <laughs> uh, and they changed one letter by one by one place. <laughs> yes. Um. So congratulations to her and her husband for yes. this. Everybody in the wrestling universe immediately went. Rick oh, Flair shit, got Rick her Flair knocked her up. Uh. Apparently, that's not how we were supposed to take that. We were supposed to take this as Lacey was announcing her pregnancy. Uh, congratulations, Lacey Evans. Uh, you've been telling... When, when you have this whole story based around the for fact... Weeks. For weeks. Months. I'll even go, you know, a month, month and a half or so. That they have Lacey is gold flirting, digging. gold yeah. digging with Rick... You you have alluded to going back to the hotel and taking a shower together. You have and alluded to them doing things in the production closet at Raw. And and you have Ric Flair dancing and wooing and saying, call me daddy. Yeah. <laughs> How else were you expecting people to take this? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe Rick went off script. Maybe I could so. see Rick doing that. I could. But your storyline up till now is going even, to lead everybody to think. Is, even if Rick would have kept his mouth shut and not said anything, everybody would have Lacey would have said, I'm pregnant because of the past four or five Raws. Yeah. She's pregnant with Rick's kid. Yeah. And we're going to end up either she's going to, like, I think we talked about it actually. Um, you know, some kind of miscarriage angle where she's going to get on a rope and Charlotte's going to bump her and, you know, she's not, because she's not really pregnant in, in what yeah. we're thinking. Yeah, well, um, at the time we weren't positive. We weren't positive. Yeah. Uh, so we're thinking, okay, they're, they're playing some kind of angle here. She's going to end up getting miscarried by, by Charlotte. And this is this not is the first time something. that they've had fake pregnancies. Uh, right, right. You know. We, we've had fake pregnancies. We've had pregnancies that gave birth to gloves. We've um, had we've had a pregnancy that resulted with a kid with a doll getting booted into the audience. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, you know, <laughs> Goshnitsky. Um, <laughs> so I mean, who thought people would be talking about Snitsky in twenty twenty one? Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, you you've got all of this going on that WWE's track record of pregnancy announcements isn't good. Like yeah. Becky's is the, the only one that I can think of that was done respectfully and properly. Becky's is done almost perfectly, you know, with the whole, you be a champion. I'm going to go be a mom. And then Oscar's yeah. reaction of just, 
gonna be a mother? Because I, I, I'm not yeah. positive that Asuka knew beforehand. I don't think she did. Like, the way Asuka just reacted, the way... That right there tells me Asuka had no idea. Yeah. Um, because it was just that, you're going to be a mother? And then this huge smile and just grabbing Becky and hugging her and, and crying yeah, like and all completely that completely kind of dropping because Asuka was a heel. Asuka was a heel at this and time, And she was remember? the top heel. Um, yeah. And, like, that whole segment, immediately she's a face. Yeah, 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 uh, 100%. You know. Um, this isn't how you do that. You know, even, even we, we gave it a little bit of crap, but even Cody's announcement. You know, Cody comes out, he sits down on commentary, uh, and he announces that they're having a girl, you know? Well, no, they didn't Several, sit down on commentary and announce that. Yeah, no, he didn't, did he? No, they had a the pre-recorded. They had a pre-recorded that's right, video. That's right. That's right. With that's right. God, it was um, so bad. Like, look, guys, I'm they, happy when for you. When he announced she was pregnant, yeah. Uh, even Moxley's announcement of Renee being pregnant, when he he just dropped it as a throwaway line in a yeah. promo, and uh, listening to Renee talk about that and how her phone like just caught on fire. From all of the notifications. Yeah, well, I mean, there was only like three people she had told, and one of them, one was, of them an was an accident. I think she one told, of them was Bailey, Bailey. <laughs> and Bailey, it was an accident. Um, so yeah, hey, here's this friend of yours announcing their, yeah, what? <laughs> right. So yeah, it, it just this segment was this was trash. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they they referenced the Kofi Mania stuff a few times during Raw. Yeah, they then, they're trying to like they teased at it, and then so since Miz dropped out, then they had to replace it. Miz was arguing that um, Morrison Morrison should get the spot, and Kofi walks up and says, "Hold up, hold up, hold up! I'm a former WWE champion. Yeah, I deserve a spot in this match." Morrison's not a former WWE champion. He's a former ECW champion. Because the big, because the big statement when uh, Scrap Iron said this yeah. was, everybody in the chamber is a former champion. Yeah, and they are. Mm-hmm. So you have some back and forth, and Scrap Iron's just like, why don't y'all go have a match? Yeah, Miz, if you win, then Morrison is in. Yep, Kofi, if you Kofi, win. Kofi, if you win, then you're in. So they go, they have their match, and Kofi wins. Yep. Uh, Morrison wasn't there for some reason. I don't remember what the excuse for him not being there was. Oh, but speaking of Morrison real quick and completely off topic, Ty Valkyrie, yes. his, uh, his wife, has signed with WWE. Yep, she will probably be, be debuting in NXT, probably, I would assume, after Mania. Probably. Um. So um, back, back to our topic at hand. <laughs> so that sets up our gauntlet match. Starts off well. Kofi wins, and that sets up the gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. Starts off AJ versus Kofi, where AJ wins. Yeah, Kofi, Kofi Mania, uh, or the the gauntlet build up to Kofi Mania from a couple yeah. years ago. Call gone. Um, then Drew comes in, and Drew just tears through everybody. Yeah. Surprisingly, though, they had matches last a while. Mm-hmm. I, I was honestly expecting Drew to just power yeah. through everybody. Claymore one two three. Claymore one two three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially with Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Like, right. Like, I love Jeff. Yeah. Jeff is an amazing performer. Jeff is currently not booked on Drew's level. Yeah. 
But no, he had a good mm-hmm. match. And and all of these were fairly good yep. matches. And then Sheamus comes in and attacks Drew from the side. Yep. Bro kick. One, two, three. Yep. Exactly. That match was booked. I thought it was how it really should well. have been booked. It was perfect. I knew Sheamus was going to win. Mm-hmm. It, the story they're telling, he had to have win. Yep. You have to have a heel be the last person in. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about this on War Games matches. We've talked about this on Eliminations before. Yeah. The Good heel. guys should not have the quote-unquote unfair advantage. Yeah. It, it doesn't work for the face mentality. No, it doesn't. Um, it, I would argue that it could work for like a a tweener face. Yeah. You know? But and as it, far it can as work. A, it can work in the NXT, or not NXT. It can work in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it can work in the Royal Rumble. It could, I but, would say, like, let's say Drew is chasing it. Drew's not the champion. Drew's chasing the title. With Drew in his current form, it could work for Drew. Because yeah. Drew has portrayed himself, for the most part, as a smart face. He's a smart face. He's super dominant. Yeah. It could work for it's him. It's a threat to the champion. Yeah. That's what you have to have. Your, your last person in has to be a threat to the champion. Mm-hmm. That's got to build the drama. Yeah. Um, so. Now, they that's kind of it for Raw, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm there, there were only there are a couple of things I want to talk about on SmackDown. Uh, Roman really whispering sure. sweet nothings into Edge's ear. That is, that is not one of the things I want to talk about on SmackDown. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the Otis heel turn. Okay, and I want to talk about the the backstage segment between Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, and Kevin Owens. Okay, so Otis heel turn. Otis heel turn. You have you have. Uh, what are they calling themselves? Uh, the Alpha Alpha Academy. Academy. You have Gable and Otis. They're fighting uh, Ray and Dominic, and Otis gets disqualified. Mm-hmm. And then after being disqualified, he continues attacking Ray Mysterio. Yeah, with Chad Gable screaming at him to keep attacking. What do you think about this? It's interesting. Um. This Alpha Academy has nowhere for either of them to go. Yeah. You you have you have what last year was the most beloved face in WWE. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Mm-hmm. Which you've now kind of done nothing with. Mm-hmm. And now he's turning heel with Chad Gable. Yeah. Mm, because I'm, they I'm don't very... know where to go. That that whole storyline was never intended to be as popular as it was. Right. It was, oh, this would be funny. Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. Yeah. And it just took off. And it took off because, one, you could tell that there's legitimately some affection mm-hmm. between well, the two of them. I, I don't say them, that they, you know. To hear them talk, you know, they, they've talked about it a little bit. They were like best friends. Yeah. Uh, throughout, while they were in NXT, while they were doing the, the performance yeah. center stuff. They are best friends. There, there's general aff- Genuine affection. I'm not saying love. Uh, I'm love. not saying, yeah. but affection for each other. Them, both of them have significant others. All yeah, stuff. yeah, no. You I, know, it's generally, they are best friends. Yeah. And then they told this amazing story that was kind of ruined by the inclusion of Dolph. Yeah, but it didn't follow, it, it really didn't follow the tropes of this story that they've told before. No, it didn't. It, really, the only thing that could have made that whole story better 
in my opinion, is, and I know that this is not a great thing, but they should have leaned into Sonya Deville being a lesbian. They really should have. And had her, yeah. I I think that that would have just made the story better. I think it would have. But no, Uh, but but no, sir. No, they had Liv profess her undying love for Lana. Yes. Yeah. Which neither one of them, as far as we are aware... Well, Our Lana, Lana is married to Miro. Yes. And Liv and Bo Dallas are apparently a thing. So, what? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have a heel turn. Uh, we also had an Apollo Crews finished his heel turn. Mm-hmm. He's been doing that for a couple weeks now. I really liked that, though. You know, I, I liked the way Big E was like, Put the stairs down, go to the back. Like, Big E is flexing. Oh, yeah. Big E is. And then. He, he's the father figure. He's like, you're yeah. going to do what I tell you to. And then, as soon as Big E turns around to see if Nakamura's okay, bam, uh, stairs to the spine. Yeah. You know. Um, but then, this is, to me, this was the best part of SmackDown. Not a match, not anything like that. In the back, you have Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. And they're talking. Kevin Owens walks up because we're going to have a six-man match. Mm-hmm. Kevin says, uh, y- y'all talking tactics of what we're going to do, you know, with without me? And Cesaro goes, we were talking tactics um, about how to not get stunned. Yeah. And Kevin Owens is like, look, I know I've done some bad things in the past, you know, and Daniel Bryan and, and Cesaro start naming off people that he has turned on. You remember uh, when he remember, dressed up as the Big O? Remember when he dressed up as the Big O? Oh, you remember what he did to Sammy? And Cesaro goes, well, it's Sammy, so we can't really <laughs> hold it out against him. Uh, and then Daniel Bryan says, and there was another really big name. You know, we should be making a list about this. <laughs> Straight calling Jericho oh, out, yeah. but WWE style. We can't say Jericho because since he's not yeah, in he, WWE, he doesn't, he doesn't exist. Yeah. Um. And Kevin's just like, I get it, I get it, I promise you, I won't stun either of you tonight. <laughs> now, the Elimination Chamber, I will. I get some stunts. Maybe one, maybe two. And Kevin starts walking to the ring, and the whole time he's walking, he's like, maybe three, maybe four, <laughs> while he's walking away. And I, Cesaro I, and Daniel Bryan kind of look at each other and go, eh. <laughs> I love, I love how he's like, look. I came out there last week. There was a big fight going on. I just started stunning everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't anything personal, I promise. Um, but we've got a Cesaro full face turn at this point. Yeah, like just not even full face turn. He actually cut a pretty interesting promo on um, SmackDown, uh, whatever their after show, the day after show that they do, um, which, man, WWE has got to pull the trigger on Cesaro. Yeah, they really They've do. They really got to. Well, he to. just re-signed a contract. Yeah. So maybe they're going to do something good with him. Um, I did really like the whole, you know, Seth Rollins came out last week and, you know, he's back, he's changed, blah, blah, blah. He cut that promo and then and everybody leaves except Cesaro and Cesaro's like, nah, you're the same dude. Yeah. So we're going to have this Seth versus Cesaro thing, hopefully. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely what's going to be happening. I kind of hate that they telegraph that so much because now I have no, there's not a single thought in my body that says Cesaro's going to win this match. But see, maybe, 
I don't think Cesaro's going to win the Elimination Chamber match by any means. Um, but what I'm hoping is whether we like him currently and his whether we like his current gimmick of the whole Messiah weird thing that Seth is kind of sort of spoiler we doing don't. not doing. Um, Seth Rollins is still a major name. Yes, he is. Cesaro fighting with him. If Cesaro wins, you know, a match or two, then that could be really good yeah. to help boost. Because right now Cesaro is firmly mid-card. Look, right? you want to see some amazing matches. Go back to Raw a few years ago when Cesaro and Cena had a short series of matches. Right. They were freaking amazing. Give John Cena crap for the five moves of Doom and, and stuff. He's a very good wrestler. Cesaro's better. And they... I, they just need, they need to pull the trigger on Cesaro. Cesaro did the big swing on Corbin. He barely threw, did the big swing yeah, on he Corbin. He barely got it. Through an entire commercial break. <laughs> like, he had started his rotation when they went to commercials. We see, like three minutes of commercials, and when they come back, he is still swinging Corbin. And uh, Cole makes the comment about, he's swinging through the entire break. I'm sure he set him down. I'm sure they stopped and were like, all right, cool, we got our rest. All right, we got 15 seconds to come back. All right, here we go. (laughs) Make sure we spin the right way. Right. But, yeah, it, it just... I'm excited for Elimination Chamber tonight. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I love the Elimination Chamber matches. The show went off of the air. Basically confirming what everybody's kind of suspected. It's going to be Edge and Roman. Yeah. Um, well, you had this, they, this. They faced off at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman then steps up and whispers into his ear, which I've been joking yeah. about sweet nothings. Um, which I totally, if I was a wrestler and on camera and nobody could see my, I'd be like, just, yeah, the, the I, would, most. I would be doing everything I could to make them have to corpse. Yes. Um, to end the show, of course, everybody starts brawling. Everybody gets a finisher on somebody. Mm-hmm. Edge comes in and spears Jay. Edge spears Jay. And then Roman spears Edge. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how they go off the air, which that, Definitely leads me to believe that we're going to see Edge versus Roman at at, uh, at Mania. Yeah. Now I don't think we're going to see Edge win the Elimination Chamber. Well, um, no, Edge isn't in the Elimination no, Chamber. That's right, he isn't, is he? No, he was on commentary. That's right. That's right. They're that's just right. they're throwing um, Edge around to promote. Yeah, that's right. Uh, which is exactly what they but should it's be. Exactly doing. what they should be doing with Edge. Um, um, who do you think is going to win the Chamber? Like, here's my guess. I'll tell you mine, and then we'll see where we go. Okay. Because I, I really don't know. I think what we see, at least this is what I'm hoping, so it means it's probably wrong. I think Jay wins. Jay Uso wins the Elimination Chamber. Jay Uso gets his match versus Roman right immediately after, right? And Roman just shouts at Jay, lay down. And Jay does. Roman walks over and just put, doesn't even get down to penny, just puts his foot on his chest. Tells the ref to count. Tells the ref count. Ref counts three. 
ding, 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 your winner, Roman Reigns. Roman, you know, sneers something at Adam Pierce, makes a comment, whatever. Then from Chamber to Mania, we have a build of everybody from Jay's past. Have Jimmy come in. Have the, the New, New Day. Day. Have uh, Kevin Cesaro. Owens. Have Cesaro. All of these people come in and tell Jim, Jay, uh, I can't believe what a little bitch you are. Yeah. Between, you know, because I feel like that would be how, say, like Biggie, mm-hmm. you know, have Biggie, have the New Day show up. You know, dude, we respected you. What is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, you're you're nobody to us now. And I think uh, I think we we've re- got another pay-per-view between uh, I think we do. I, I think they, they moved the date of Mania to be a little bit later into April, and I think that they added another pay-per-view in. I think you're right. Um, uh, so that so, that can be how you have the new day show up. Yeah. You well, I mean everybody shows up on every show anyway, it seems like. So Well, yeah, but that makes I yeah. know they don't care about it, but it makes sense. But you have 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 the, the people that respected them through the rivalries, like Cesaro, like have Jimmy, Judy, all of them. You can have them be, you know, dude, we have no respect for you anymore. Have Jimmy turn his back on have Jay. Have Jimmy turn his back on him, you know. You're my twin brother. I didn't think you could be such a little bitch. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, You have this storyline built of Jimmy just, or Jay just getting basically beat down by everybody that knows him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's isolated, and the whole time Roman's in his ear. You don't need any of them. You know, you're on my team, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. I'm the head of the table. I'm I put food on your, you know. Right. Then you have Edge versus Roman, WrestleMania, and Jay cost Roman the belt. He finally has enough of it. Maybe Roman tells him to attack Edge. Maybe, maybe Roman tells him to, like, break Edge's neck mm-hmm. somehow. And he just can't do it. And he cost Roman the belt. Yeah. Edge is now your champion. You can do whatever you want to with that. And you've created this story now between Roman and Jay where Jay has fought back from being at the at the bottom and being like less than scum. Yeah. And he has fought his way back up and you have now created Jay Uso as a huge star because of that story. You can spin Edge off into a feud with Seth. And they bring back the fact that during the whole authority's time, you know, the whole authority thing, they were threatening to break his neck. Right. You know, so that gives Edge a reason to fight Seth. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. Exactly. It all works. So, but that was this week in wrestling. I don't think there's much else to talk about. Um, there really isn't. I, I just... Not a bad week. No, it was actually a fairly good week as far as matches go. Matches were amazing for most of yep. the week. Um, but with that being said, it is time for us to wrap up, and we'd like to say thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi, for allowing us to use the space. And thank you to Big Dog Liquor for being where we get our liquor. Yeah. Uh, conveniently enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and with that said, we're going to go watch the Elimination Chamber, so we can talk about that next week. Yep. Um. So, everybody, have a good week. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.